0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive, with Andy and the White Whale.
1: Welcome to the Deep Dive. Week 2 NFL Handicapping Pod is here. This uh, is about the opposite of last week. Last week, I was like, I don't feel good about any of this shit. I'm going to get my butt kicked. And it happened. Uh, This week, um, I don't know about getting my butt kicked or doing well, but it was really Really, really tough not to take a position on, like, every single game. Um, now that we've got a little bit of data, a little bit of know-how, formulated a little bit of opinions about all of these coaches, all of these rosters, um, and, you know, what their fair prices ought to be, um, these numbers are just popping, man. And we're not the only people that feel like this, Andy. You see some of these line moves? Uh, we're oh, seeing yeah. <laughs> swings that are massive here on these games. People are betting into these early and often. These are some big number, you know, these are some big swings here and we're looking at some big numbers on this board. Um first of all, how are you doing tonight?
0: Good. I think I'm finally I'm finally acclimated. Like you just asked how I felt. I'm I'm better. Like I think I'm finally there from a weekend in the desert.
1: Yeah, yeah. I
0: was feeling feeling like I need actually I drove past a farm some of those tiny miniature horses yesterday? Sure. I think that I did That <laughs> made me feel that made me feel alive. Those are just the best. Like I, saw, I I never get over that way. And those yeah, you know, I saw a little Sebastian. Uh, you saw a little maximum niche.
1: You saw a little maximum oh, a little max niche. Oh, little maximum,
0: yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, those miniature horses crack me up. <laughs> I think that's what finally turned it around. I'm feeling good. Just drink a lot of water. I'm all better.
1: Yeah, same tier. Same For here. The, same uh, here. Um, I put my organs through a hell of a weekend. Um, all right. Uh let's get let's I guess before we get into this. Uh, you know, we're not going to beat this overreaction angle into the ground. Um, you're going to hear that everywhere you yeah, listen to it. Two, any football two things, two things yeah. we won't, yeah. Go ahead.
0: Two things we're not going to talk ad nauseum about the overreaction week. We already did that. And the Antonio Brown stuff because I'm just yes. sick of it.
1: Yeah. So, I don't have strong takes on that anyway because we don't know what the hell's going on. Um, okay. Yeah. I I'm think, uh, lawyer. yeah, I'm, exactly. Um, so the, um, we're not going to beat the overreaction angle into the ground. That said, it is week two, uh, and every year, you know, you look across the landscape after one week is down, and there's, you know, there happens to be a team that looked like absolute world beaters, and then they fade them to obscurity by the time we get to Halloween. Who, who if you had to guess, what team uh, uh, fits that description this year? What team is it?
0: Man, Titans. <laughs> I just. I think that was just kind of a goofy, wonky game, especially the fourth quarter where, I don't know, I think. and We'll, we'll get into some of the things with the the Browns later, but. And, and maybe I'm wrong, man. Their, their division sure cleared up a little, which I don't know. Maybe we're on maybe we're on Minshew MVP season for reals, but they did get lucky with some of the things that happened in their division. But I'm fully on the Titans or maybe a bit of a mirage. I don't know. I, it seems like that's a super hard one to guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. Did you have a? Did you have somebody who like looked really good that you think isn't? Uh, I, I mean, you could go the other way too. But if you if refute the Titans, I guess.
1: Um. Well, their defense it. is legit. They have a. No, they have a very complete. They have a very complete defense, right? Like all three levels. Um, a bunch of D backs. You know, like they they literally and they had a scheme. Uh, and they had, you know, they, and obviously they played up uh, on defense and, you know, if we, if they string enough wins together that they're in the conversation at the end of the season, when defense starts to matter at all, um, then yeah, maybe they are still, you know, contenders, but I, I don't, I, I think of the teams that really had convincing wins, I would put the Titans as the, as the most likely frauds there. Cause you know, we still, we didn't see anything. From Marcus Mariota, that suggests he's ready to be the next level quarterback this season. Uh, and you know, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to write a handwritten apology note to Arthur Smith just yet. Um, he rolled out a pretty tight e- he- you know, tight end heavy uh, looks and some, you know, some pretty um, standard stuff, really. Um, and teams, as we go through the season, I think we'll be able to, you know, scheme and adjust to make it harder for them. You know, I don't think we're going to see them score 43 points again. Um, that said, I do like them this week, uh, but we'll wait and hold off and get to that in a second. Um, on the flip side of the coin, I do think um, I don't think I'm ready to bury the Browns just yet. Um, we expected them to have some growing pains with Freddie Kitchens and Baker Mayfield and kind of very very young quarterback coach pan- tandem here. Um, and you know, I thought there were some there's there was some uh some things to build on if they just basically if they just reduce their penalties uh in that first half and then in the third quarter if they can kind of play a little more disciplined uh i think that's a very competitive game if we watched it again um but uh yeah so i'd say that you know the browns still control their destiny a little bit uh with uh, their backloaded divisional schedule and and uh, a lot of time to kind of grow and figure out who they are um that said, I like Baker Mayfield to continue to throw some picks, <laughs> but uh, uh, that should be a good game. Uh, they have a tough schedule this first half. Uh, they're going to take some more losses before it turns around. I think. Uh, that said, I back them this week. So, anyway, how about you? Any any other teams that uh, just got you know just got absolutely run over by a truck that you think we can't rule out yet, just yet?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Miami has a shot at the division still, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, um man uh, yeah. in this is before we get into the games. My last thing, this is something I thought about a lot in the last week before the season started. And actually I thought about it a lot this summer. As we were forming our takes, and I I think it's important. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm not an expert, but you do need to take a lot away from the games once they're actually played. You need to watch them, you need Pick apart the box scores. You need to look at what's happening, but you also need to, you know, kind of divorce yourself a little from the preseason take. Or, you know, not not overreact to one game. Like we said, we're not going to talk overreaction all day. But you can't overreact to one game. But you also do need to try to divorce yourself a little from preseason expectations. If you are looking like you're just dead wrong, it's too early to tell that you are completely dead wrong. But you need to entertain the notion. And that's that's do you our have re- an example? Really, really tried to do that when I was watching the Carolina Carolina yeah, 100%. And, and it's great not like example. it's not yes. like I was, I don't I want to say I was dead, I was dead wrong because we did say this too. I said, you know, Carolina can be good, and you you posit it with an if if then, if then, with everything we did almost. If Cam Newton looks good, Carolina can be a contender. Cam Newton looks, I mean, we'll get well. Let's roll right into Thursday because that's that's uh, what we're talking about right now. It's the Carolina game. Cam Newton looked like he was throwing with his entire body, not with his arm, not with a nice fluid motion. It looks like he was shot putting the ball at times. It's really <laughs> weird, painful. Yeah, he yelled. He yelled at reporters a little to not yell at him, but he got in reporters' grills a little about it, saying, "You know, ask." Tampa Bay, if you know, if I can't throw the ball twenty yards, so hopefully he just throws his arm out of his socket. It does not <laughs> look right. And it, I mean, and at this point in his career, you know, I said surgery or retire or what? It might just be retire. How many surgeries can you have on your shoulders? You're a quarterback. Yeah. So uh, His accuracy sucked. He overthrew people. He threw behind his receivers, and and it wasn't key plays. I mean, they probably could have won that if he was accurate. They win that game.
1: Did you it think was, when you when you were wild. watching? Because McCaffrey,
0: McCaffrey was great.
1: Let me ask yes. you a key question: Was he not? Was he specifically not taking advantage of looks down the field that were there, based on what you saw? Can you tell? I guess we. I, I, I,
0: I didn't watch yeah. the. Yeah, it's tough. I don't. I don't have time to sit and watch the all twenty two. But I, I. I should look at his average depth depth of target. I don't think because it was I, terribly long. Okay. No, no, I mean, his, there was a lot of passes. There was, there was a lot of short passes. Christian McCaffrey got involved a lot. Oh, yeah. Which no,
1: no. His, probably uh,
0: – it's not a bad call.
1: His depth of target was wildly short. Like, it was laughably short. I don't think he threw a single pass deeper than 15 yards down the field. Um, and it was – you know, there was a lot of short stuff. Uh, and I saw what you saw. And, in fact, it was laughable during the broadcast even because he did the shot put. It went 10 yards to the outside. And the you know the color commentary maybe it was like Moose Johnson I can't hundred percent remember who it was but the color commentary was like Yup he looks great and I'm like What freaking throw are you watching dude Like it was like an attempt to completely gloss and shine this guy's ability to throw the ball and I was like. He was barely using his shoulder. He was using all torso and all hips. It was like the weirdest throwing motion. Throwing ever with his to torso. See. I like that. It was so weird. And uh, you know, great. Yeah, throws come from your legs. Throws come from your hips. Anyway, sure. But like, you know, then you flip the channel and you see Lamar Jackson, who like flipped, flicked his wrist and it went 50 yards. And you're like, yeah, no. These two guys are on absolutely different planets right now. I so. watched
0: that. <laughs> I watched that a hundred times. <laughs> it looks like he threw that with like Like it was, you're right. That's a beautiful dichotomy there. That was like the exact opposite. It looked like he threw that with his wrist and like three fingers and it went halfway down the field. Yeah. And yeah. It, it just, it looks painful for Cam to throw right now, which I mean, no, I'm, I'm taking Tampa in the points here. Just spoiler alert. It took me all of one <laughs> week to finally get a, get a Thursday game. I'll just, I don't love betting Thursday I'm gonna take games. Thursday they games get a little wonky. I'm definitely not
1: going to take the road team, especially if they don't have the better court, coach and quarterback. Yeah, and rookie head coach. Go. Rookie head coach. Yeah, not really. Uh, not it's good, Not though. really. or not really head coach, He's coach, prepared for a number he,
0: of. He's a savvy vet.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, let's set this game up. Let's get let's get serious. Let's get into this here Thursday night's game uh, in Carolina. We have a divisional head to head here with Tampa Bay and Carolina both coming off of losses, presumably. The uh, loser of this one is, you know, will find themselves staring up in the standings to uh, whoever is at the top of the NFC South after this weekend. Um, and so, this is kind of a big game, a little bit meaningful game. I think it's kind of beaten into the ground how teams don't like to start zero two. Um, and uh, you know, Carolina being at home for the second straight week is noteworthy. They've been, you know, they've had they've had a nice little comfortable run here of home games going back into the uh, you know going back into the preseason even they have not traveled very much this is a pretty well rested team that said um you know they face you know Cam Newton and company face uh, a Tampa Bay team that was I thought a little bit better defensively than we had anticipated when we got into that handicap for the Niners Bucks game um Tampa Bay was okay they you know and granted this again could be Jimmy G's not 100% right but Um, You know, I thought overall they did a pretty good job of limiting that San Francisco offense. They gave up a couple big plays here or there. They turned the ball over, obviously, gave San Francisco a couple short fields and, um, you know, made some pretty bad mistakes and mental mistakes and penalties. Um, But, you know, overall, I think, you know, my perception of Tampa Bay's defense was kind of adjusted up a little bit after that game. Similarly, my my assessment of Tampa Bay's offense was down a little bit. Obviously, Jameis Winston's still very loose and, and um, you know free flowing with the football. Um, and you know similarly, camp. You know I thought I thought that uh, the Rams Carolina game was all was always going over. That was a dead nut over. Should have gone over by a hell of a lot more. Um, but uh, you could see on a short week here, you know a little bit tighter game plan, a little bit uh, more. Um, you know, a little bit more reliance on the running game, a little bit more clock eaten up. Um, and uh, I think this sets up well for an under. Um, make your case for me for why I should be taking the points with Tampa. Is it basically the same sort of story?
0: Yeah, I think you covered most of it. And, I mean, I covered the I covered the Carolina part, the aspect. <laughs> I'm I'm not a believer in, cam, in just Cam right now. Uh, there were some parts I was hoping to get a little more. I didn't bet Tampa. I didn't a hundred percent disagree with your take. I guess I lean that way. I thought you deserved a better fate there. Hopefully we see a little more out of the, out of the defense feed of a, uh, um, actually they had a nice little run defense. There wasn't yeah. a ton of, I don't know if they had a ton of, uh, a ton of pressure, but the, the run defense looked good. Hopefully that bodes well against, well, I mean, one of the most versatile runners you're going to see all year and see him twice. So that sucks. But, um, uh, yeah, taking the points here, it got to a touchdown at a decent price. That was part of it. There's still why some people think hanging it did? Some six and a half. I, I, I,
1: yeah, why do you think I, it did get to a touchdown? Because the look ahead here was Carolina minus four and a half. I thought, oh, yeah, okay, that seems fair. I'm probably not going to bet this game. Uh, it opens up with a ridiculously high total and six and a half. Uh, and now it's all the way out to seven. Like, what's going on with this line movement? I don't
0: know. Just, like, Carolina scored a decent amount of points against a, a top team if you know, I did air quotes around that I, I guess i'm not 100% sure why uh why people are piling on just tampa wasn't supposed to be a good team if you if you do want to take the you know preseason notions and say you know tampa bay is supposed to be a 6 win team i'm still going to take yeah th- this this number is a little out of control i guess i don't fully understand it and maybe i'm completely missing something but i'm i'm taking the points for sure possible super, that this is
1: inflated on super, the uh, yeah thursday night home team Angle.
0: Yeah, and that could be it. it. it is a short week, but it's not like uh, it's not like you have an inexperienced coach in Tampa either. Like sure. he knows what he's doing. We'll be fine. I'm excited to see another week. Um, him just making some adjustments off what they saw last week in the the first game. Real, you know, game speed. Yeah, I think. Uh, I don't think Jame. I don't think Jameis looks bad. I think the the one. Pick was just clearly like a should have been a penalty in reverse. Yeah, and I mean he made he made he made a lot of good throws. I'm I'm not sold on him yet. I'm not I'm not gonna go like oh money line. Let's take the alt minus three and a half. They blow, okay. they they blow Caroline out. I just think we see a close game. I know you're on the under. I lean that way too. I think it is gonna be a little lower scoring closer game. I'm okay. fine with that. Okay. And, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I'm like I like more, than, more than happy much. to take the seven.
1: I like the under a lot. I think the the three pick performance by Jameis Winston is going to force Arians to call a much more conservative offense. Um, I don't think you can afford to, you know, ha- let Jameis kind of do his thing out there and you know risk setting your team back. You know, you can't be behind by double digits in this game. You have to be kind of live. Come fourth quarter and try to, you know, try to put together the, uh, uh, put together, put together the win. Um, so yeah, under for me, under 49 and a half is what I bet into. Uh, my number was, sorry, sorry, sorry. Minus one on one. So let's, uh, let's see a tight, tight game. Carolina wins, but stays inside the number, maybe Tampa wins. That would be fun. Um, you want to, uh, you want to get into Sunday?
0: Yeah. First on the rotation, Indy Tennessee nice which uh yeah that was tennessee was kind of our team we shit on right on the right off the bat there indy i guess i was impressed i don't know real quick impressed or not impressed with their performance just one uh impressed offensively offensively yes i was i think so Millie Cooker defense. I was impressed. It's one of those, it's one of those weird deals. It's almost like the Raiders, and we'll get to that. You know, you have something really bad happen. One really good player, you lose, and just everybody piles on. So oh, this this team can't do much. And granted, that's it's not like they went out there and won the game, but I was I'd be hopeful, I guess, if I was in somebody looking to maybe back the Colts later in the year, a Colts fan in general. Brissett looked Decent. I mean, he. His Hilton touchdown, that wasn't like a long pass or anything. It, it, it was, he was effective. He wasn't like overwhelmingly good. I thought he was effective. Um, Vinatari missing. That was a little sketchy. The punter for the other team was making more field goals than Vinatari.
1: Do you think they win if uh, Vinatari doesn't miss those kicks?
0: I mean,. I'm, I didn't watch a ton of this because we didn't have anything on it, but I feel like, th- I mean, the one was in the first half. They might have been. I mean, they they went to overtime. Yeah, he missed one in the fourth quarter too. Yeah, I think they they might have they might have snuck this win out. So I guess maybe I'm even more impressed. Um, Marlon Mack was nice. Yeah, like I said, Malik Hooker, stud, huge stud. I'm still impressed with this defense. Uh, the Justin Houston edition. I was happy with. And I haven't even talked about the Chargers. I like the – or the, the Titans. Or actually, that I'm, I'm still talking about the Chargers game. That's why I'm so confused here. But I'm tempted. I've not done anything yet, but I'm tempted to take the Colts. I've just kind of been watching this number. I don't know. You want to talk market a little? What do you think of the the open and the any movement here on this one?
1: Yeah, so if – you know, our look ahead here was um... – You know, our look ahead here was two and a half to Tennessee. That was implying that coming into this game, because I think you can count on Tennessee as a good 3.0 point home field advantage. So they were basically saying, yeah, maybe the Colts are a little bit better than Titans. Um, I agree with you that I thought the Colts put an impressive effort out there on the field against the Chargers. But a lot of that I want to attribute to the Chargers' rust. And a lot of the Colts playing well, I want to attribute to, they kind of played up, right? Like they were playing up in that game. They were determined to tell – you know kind of the the football community that hey even without luck we're still a factor we're going to beat these guys that you think you can go to the Super Bowl we can too right like it felt like they played up and the fact that they came up just short the fact that they didn't have an answer at all for aqua the fact that they didn't uh you know they didn't you know they it, if if Phil Rivers is not rusty in that game I think the Chargers would not go away um and so you know I, I left that game thinking yeah I'm impressed that they did what they did um, but I still feel like they are not as good a team as the Titans, and this is all in the shadow of saying the Titans are the team that I think are you know will be an afterthought come Halloween. But um, you know I think um, you know three points, you know saying that these teams are effectively equal, I don't you know I, I don't think that's reasonable. I think the Titans are a point point and a half better at a minimum. Uh, and I also you know when I you know I this is the first of the situational um, you know factors that you start start incorporating in the NFL week two we see. Pretty consistent signal over the last four years going strong um, early in the season. If you're a team that's on the road for the second straight week, you tend to, you know, perform well below your expectation. In fact, about one and a half standard deviations below your expectation. Just this is simply just taking the market closing price, calculating how far off the actual performance was and calculating the Z score, I get minus one and a half for Road teams on the second of back to back in week two, that's big. Uh, and when I factor that, you know, adjustment in for this week for the Colts, um, you know, I get about a six point win here for the Titans. Uh, so I'm I'm backing them at minus three and a half. Uh, and I think um, you know this is one of four games this week where that situational factor applied to the handicap. I see an edge on the uh, home team. So uh, Titans uh put together a little 2-0 start here uh and then uh this they, they, they kind of might they might be like uh the bangles
0: and then we can fade them
1: you remember the bangles yep. last year oh won, that's a good
0: uh, they, that's they, a good call they beat the colts week one they looked kind of good
1: yeah and then they beat the ravens the wheels, week two
0: the wheels kind of fell off
1: and then the wheels fell that off was, yeah. yeah yeah i think your titans are last year's Bengals, but we'll see how this plays out either way i'm laying the points with the home team in the Titans they get a little revenge for getting eliminated from the playoff race in week 17 at the hands of the Colts last year i'm not, i'm just kidding i'm not factoring in anything for that that's all nonsense but in reality there is some signal that you know back to back weeks of travel you know uh and you know and the potential that there's a little motivational letdown that they the Colts came oh so close to getting a victory and proving to the world that they're still a factor um, you know, that, that may have some impact on this team. So Titans, I think, get a win here. Um, it's probably going to be an ugly game. I doubt I'll watch very much. Um, you're still leaning Colts? Or are you going to stay away?
0: Well, I'm just leaning Colts. It's, I, mean, I think it's going to be a really close game. Yeah. I, I have it closer to, like, I, I don't have an edge, but I have it, like, right nuts on, like, three, three and a half. Yeah, I don't okay. know how much you're factoring that home. So, I, I I, like what you're saying. I get it. I'm just, uh, I don't find an edge there. I'm just going to sit that one out.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, let's move down then and talk about the Chargers, who looked rusty as oh, shit last week. And um, mm-hmm. now they fly east to play the Detroit Lions in the dome. Weirdly, the first dome game for the Chargers since like 2012 or something bizarre like that. I mean, no, it's not that far back, but it was a long time
0: ago. That's a great. <laughs>
1: It seems like an impossibly long time ago, but it was. It has been a while since these guys have played in the dome. Either way, um, you know they underperformed last week in a lot of ways. Um, Rivers did not look great; he looked rusty, um, and their offensive line looked horrible. And they lost key pieces on the offense in wide receiver Mike Williams and uh, tight end Hunter Henry, who's done for the year again. Um, Chargers are a cursed franchise, apparently. I think uh, in, I'm being somewhat facetious in reality. I think they're pretty clearly a franchise that does not invest enough in the, uh, you know, in the um, training staff and in the uh, medical side and, you know, keeping their players fit and healthy. And that just shows up by more injuries than the average. And this goes back many years now. Um, but the, um, the Lions, on the other hand, are not a team that I'm itching to back whatsoever, uh, they yeah. amazingly they 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 screwed me hard last week, blowing a twenty four to six lead. Uh, And giving up, uh, you know, giving up all of those points, including a two-point conversion uh, at the end of time to Kyler Murray and company. uh, And their defense just utterly fell apart. Like, they looked absolutely toothless in that fourth quarter. It was a miracle they didn't lose outright in overtime. Uh, They come away with the tie. Matt Patricia, I think, still deserves to be, you know, clearly on the hot seat. Um, And, you know, we expected to see the Chargers here open up as a minus two-and-a-half-point favorite. They actually open up minus three, knowing that people were going to be relatively cold on the Lions. Uh, However, it's been bet down in the direction of the Lions, thanks to the news of the Chargers' injuries. Easy one for me to stay away from. Um, I know some of our friends probably have a strong position on this one. Uh, Can you make a case for either of these two teams?
0: Yeah, with the current injuries, is LA five, six points better on a neutral? I don't think so. I mean, maybe four, four and a half. Like it's it's like a point too high. I mean, they are just missing some huge pieces. Uh, Bosa look good. Uh, Melvin Ingram look good. Freaking Austin Eckler. That's what we joked about, like not betting this game. Just betting Austin Eckler props, putting him on the turf up there and just watching him scoot because I love him <laughs> already. Watch him I'm absolutely watching him, watch him scoot. I'm just in level. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the between the and, between the the injuries okay, were, wait, wait, yeah oh, week one we lost and, multiple Andy's, players. Uh,
1: Andy's fantasy scooter of the week, Austin Eckler.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, fantasy scooter of the week. There we go. Start him. Start him. Roster him. Put him in. Put him in cash games. Put him in tournaments. Austin Eckler.
1: I love it, man. He's no
0: secrets out, guys uh yeah I'm um, just a pass because uh, the Chargers are a better team but not by this much and it's the price just doesn't uh the price I'm, I can't justify the price but I also can't back the Detroit Lions here um kind of a matchup to watch the the left tackle what's his name Scott yeah he he kind of sucked yeah. like he kind of sucked bad the yeah. offensive line kind of sucked in general kind of like sucked that a lot, that yeah. was a little bit rough um they well, should have. They should have won.
1: They should have won more of their matchups, and they did not. Uh, that was. That was not good.
0: And then, I mean, just all preseason, all we talk about Iowa tight ends, Hawkinson. He's good. I guess watch for that. Worried about him. If if you do believe in Detroit, that's got to be a big part of it. They, they actually have some nice receivers up there now. Like yeah. the Detroit uh, Detroit passing game. That's how Detroit gets the done as an underdog. Yeah. yeah, and if you yeah, if you're gonna take Detroit, just bet them straight up. It's not gonna be Detroit doesn't have a smart enough coach to win a to get a close <laughs> game. They're either, gonna, they're, either gonna, they're either gonna win because you know, because the Chargers just have so many holes and the passing game for Detroit looks good, or they're gonna lose badly.
1: Or they're gonna tie it. I don't, don't, I don't see you're a game be where like, why didn't I just take the yeah. plus <laughs> two?
0: take the plus two and a half, take the plus three. I don't know. I wouldn't. Take no, I know. I'm going bet them straight up. I, I agree with you. I think, a, oh no, I'm dead. No, no. Hey, you should have done that last week. You I got know, your Bitcoin right? back though. It's just like a savings account.
1: I know. Right. Good stuff. Technically um, you made money. Did I? I don't know if I, All did. Right, where are we at? Um, uh, no, but I agree with you. I think, no, you made, you made money up. on the Bitcoin. Well, yeah, that it, it was worth out. more now than it was when I bet it, but that doesn't <laughs> change it. That doesn't help me at all. Yeah, congratulations. Um, yeah, thanks. Um, I could have. Uh, fl- all right, flipped, Buffalo. Flipped, sense. Anyway, uh, I, I agree Buffalo, with you. Buffalo, we'll, New York. Look, as lines are nothing, and for
0: me, that means nothing. Nothing. Same seats. I wanted to bet the Bills when this opened.
1: You did? I really did?
0: Yeah, like first Why? gut reaction was Bills
1: because of how bad the Giants looked
0: on D. Yeah, and the I mean, the, the Buffalo's defense. I mean, Buffalo's defense was really is good. Yeah, they really didn't give much up. I mean, the one touchdown wasn't really their fault. Um, Crane Edwards, stud, Josh Allen, yeah, what, and I mean, so yeah, let's say Josh Allen, meh, Eli Manning, meh. I'm on the under. Okay, I, I love Buffalo's defense, I hate. I hate everything except Saquon. Evan Ingram was bad. Uh, I don't. I haven't got an update on Sterling Shepard's concussion. If he's still, uh, if he's still in see concussion him. protocol. But uh, doubt we doubt we see him. Yeah, I, I doubt we. I doubt we will. So I'm not really jazzed for much offense in this one. I think it should be more. I don't understand why it's like 43 and a half. I, it should be there should be like a 41 to me, if not a little lower. It hasn't moved. I took it today. I'm on the under. I found it low vig for like minus 105. Maybe I could even look to add a little more and sell it if uh, five dimes has some lines. I could sell down to 43. But you know what? Is this bizarre. is an underlook look for me. Bills, Did the Bills, the Bills score point. ten points. I don't know if that wins or loses. Uh, it's a great point though
1: because last week we saw Bills Jets. That game could have easily mm-hmm. ended 16-10, and that one was bet up from 37 and a half to 40 and a half. Uh, this one opens at 43 when there's not really a lot of reason to do so. Um, yeah, I, 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 I hear what you're saying. Um, this is, again. Put
0: yourself in the Bills B coordinator shoes. Sure. If there was one player on the field that you were going to key in Belichick style and stop, who would it be?
1: It would be Saquon Barkley.
0: Elon Matt. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it would yep, not be I agree.
1: Yeah, I would let no, Eli I,
0: I would, would say, yeah. Make Eli beat you. And that's not a thing anymore. So I'm on the under. What
1: if this is the game Eli Manning gets popped and Danny Dimes comes trotting on the field? You feel a little nervous?
0: Oh, then I just I'll just no, I'll just rip, I'll rip mark up, that down for now.
1: Rip up your ticket. Okay. Rip up
0: <laughs> take it. Okay. Tape well, it together later.
1: <laughs> I took a uh, I took the Giants money line on this one. This was one of the last ads. I really didn't want to have anything to do with this. Um I didn't make up I didn't make a ton out of the like I didn't use the full standard deviation adjustment z score on this for the Bills being back-to-back roadies cuz this is not really like huge meaningful brutal travel spot. They went from Orchard Park, Buffalo, New York, down to New Jersey last weekend. They turn around and they're going from Orchard Park, Buffalo, New York, down to the Meadowlands again this weekend. They should have some familiarity in the stadium. They, you know, this is not a bad hard trip on these guys. Um, but I do think that the market is undervaluing um, to a degree how good the Cowboys are and how much that impacted the result in that Cowboys Giants game um i think the giants are you know there's this is they still have you know they they have limitations on defense sure uh i thought their offensive line though played very well i think if you get you know there there were obviously clearly clearly there were moments in that game against dallas where the giants looked frisky they had a seven nothing lean for crying out loud like they they definitely have um the pieces on offense i think to challenge this bill's defense i get your look on the under that's fine um, but uh, I, you know, I think Josh Allen is a differentiating factor in the in the minus category for me in this game. I don't think he's going to be able to take advantage uh, of the limitations of the Giants' defense. And to be honest with you, I didn't love the Giants' play calling. I mean, uh, the Bills' play calling, the Bills' play calling offensively was really um, unimpressive against that Jets team. Uh, and if they roll out the exact same sort of, um, you know, exact same scheme, you know, sequencing design, uh, I think we might think, oh, maybe maybe the Giants' defense is a little better than we thought. Um, But uh, I think the Giants are live in this one. I think that that the look-ahead line here, so again, before we saw any results from week one, um, and oh, by the way, the takeaway from the Buffalo game week one was that Josh Allen still has a long way to go. Um, The look-ahead line here was Giants minus one and a half. And that seems fine. That seems fair to me. I'm capping them as a, uh, you know, as a three-point winner here, uh, and I backed them on the money line at plus one eleven. Um, and hopefully, it's uh, hopefully their defense looks a little better at home.
0: Hopefully, it's a three-three tie. <laughs> Get your money back again. <laughs> All right, let oh, Let's. Uh, I'll next? set this one up. We got uh, Cardinals. Card. Cardinals
1: one. Ravens. Okay, Ravens. Woof. Yeah, woof is right. Um, I'm gonna set this up with from the market perspective because now we're getting into the territory of holy crap! Look at this adjustment. And actually, I we should good. have said it for the last. Last the last one was big too. Like. Giants minus one and a half to Buffalo minus two and a half on the opener is a four-point swing. Like, that's big. Um,
0: I know, but you're crossing – uh, I mean, you're crossing zero. You're sure, crossing sure, sure, sure. ones. Ones it's aren't still really like, numbers. Like it's I still consider like tenor, that more of a two-and-a-half point. It's adjustment. still like a 10
1: or 12% win probability-ish, um, which is a lot given that we didn't really see much out of Buffalo last week. Um, this one, same sort of story here. We expected to see Baltimore open up as – nine-and-a-half-point favorites in their home opener against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, in reality, it popped at 14. Um, surprisingly, people were willing to take that 14 pretty readily, and it's been bet down to 13. Um, but uh, the Ravens look like the real deal. I do not think that they are the fool's gold, despite the fact that they played the worst team in the NFL last week. Um, I think what they showed us was meaningful – Improvement in terms of their ceiling of their offense, which is hugely important for winning regular season football games And I think they should be fairly considered uh, One of the dominant teams in the NFL and they should be two touchdown favorites at home against one of the worst So this is a fair line to me. I think um, you know, I think the Ravens make for a nice survivor play Uh, the total on this one. Did you see that? That one was the wildest move yeah. of all this week, by far. They opened this thing at 42, which implies you know you're gonna have um, you're gonna have a real uh, you know tough time Arizona scoring points in this one if you're a 14 point dog and the totals 42. Um, and this thing got bet up from 42 to 47. Uh, that is crossing a number of key totals there 43 44 45 like that's nuts um we've seen a little bit of buyback coming back on the under now the limits are a little higher um and i didn't see that coming when we looked at these numbers pop on sunday and did our preview our, our recap and look aheads here nothing about that number screamed that is an overspot let's get down on that um i think um you know we, we probably see a completely different look here from the ravens offensively is that your expectation as well
0: yeah yeah i'm you know you mentioned that total and i looked at it too i have a really tough time gauging totals in you know what what is expected to be a blowout i think it's really hard to give yourself a full game a full game script like what happens you know do we see You know, do we see what we saw last week? Let's just use the Ravens game as an example. Do you see a team that just keeps throwing the ball and scoring once they're winning, just uh, or like do you see what happened in New England, where New England was, you know, clearly in control, but they weren't. I mean, there was a couple plays, I guess, but they were, you know, they were more than willing to just try to milk things out. And maybe Jesus, Miami was just that bad. I think I don't even know. I they did do the fake punt though. (laughs) <laughs> so do you, do you see something like that or do you see do you see a, a team that's willing to just take a 20 point win and salt the rest of the game out move on with their season get going I think the Ravens were just having too much fun with Lamar Jackson as a passer something else we discussed was you know did Miami watch the film on Lamar Jackson and say this guy runs like 15 times a game let's prepare for that and then they run they run a freaking up tempo air raid. What it's not air raid, but I mean they threw the shit out of the ball. Marquise Marquise Brown is the fastest person alive. He made people look dumb. It was just all around <laughs> fun. Like everybody in the offense contributed. Uh Mark Andrews, the tight end, and like everybody the, all the, the running backs, everything. It was obviously look at the scoreboard. Everybody did contribute. It was awesome if you had a ticket for Baltimore, which we did not. But going this week, uh, yeah, this is like a full stay-away game for me because of the the big adjustment, the big reaction. The Cardinals, I don't think you can give them – you can't take it away from them. They they did play well, but it was against some prevent defense. A little too much prevent defense, if you ask the results there. Denver fucked up, took a tie. Arizona <laughs> did not look good. They did not look good at, at all against a normal, you know, a normal set from, from uh, Detroit on defense. It's true. Baltimore has a better defense. Baltimore for sure has a better defense. I agree. Baltimore has a better offense. Like this, this could get ugly. I'm waiting. The the first half line is seven and a half.
1: Is it really juicy as
0: shit on the other side? Yeah. It's the plus seven and a half is juicy. Like it's minus seven and a half, even money, maybe even plus money in a few spots. So if Arizona takes some money and I can get a fairly priced seven on the first half or I can find a, f- a fairly priced seven on the first half live, that's something I'm interested in because that does take out the, what do they do later on in the game factor? I think Baltimore goes into the, the half with a at least a touchdown lead. Wouldn't you think?
1: Yeah, Seems I know. Like cause, free uh, money
0: whale. Yeah. Everything you've. Everything, free, money. <laughs> free money. Put your money where your mouth is,
1: man. Um, okay. The only, I agree with everything you just said. I think your take was strong. I like the first half look if that materializes. The only thing I can really add to that is uh, Arizona's defense stinks. They stink. stink um, yeah, I think the last if the last game was a deep passing attack and they kind of took what – the Dolphins gave them, which was, we dare you to throw deep. I think this one is, you know, you go bread and butter, you just run it down their throats and you just hit Andrews all freaking day. I think Andrews has the potential for six, seven, eight catches in this one. Uh, and they should just kind of eat there because there's no style. You know, if you saw what Hawkinson did, uh, you know, against this uh, Arizona defense, like Andrews is going to freaking eat today. So, um, uh, you know, eat on Sunday. Well, so, and again, I, like, know, yeah,
0: Baltimore's team total, it's going to be like 14 and a half. For the first half, that's not a terrible look either. Yeah, I get you. They looked, I get uh, you there. They looked ready ready and willing to score. So
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Otherwise, but otherwise, unless I get in live on that, I'm staying away.
1: Yep, I hear you. Okay, move down the card. What you got?
0: Which leads us, oh, to the other blowout we just talked about. On both <laughs> ends of it, Miami plays New England. Miami just got their shit pushed in. And New England got, I mean, what really amounted to a fairly easy win. And over a game we kind of wrung our hands over last week, like, oh man, is Pittsburgh live? This is such a good rivalry. Pittsburgh has a lot of weapons still, you know, New England doesn't have all their guys back yet. And it was it was really boring. <clears throat> like I was I was disappointed when the tennis got over because we had to watch some football game. It wasn't good. We got the second half under that made us happy, but yeah. Miami, like we talked about all preseason in the You know, in the in the preview podcast, there. What's the strength of Miami? Oh, it's their defensive backfield. They really cover the pass well. They give up what five hundred points. Like they they looked really bad. Fitzpatrick was all over the place. I would say Baltimore's a tougher defense than New England, but not by a ton. New England had some really good pieces again, especially in the in the defensive backfield. So this is ugly. I'm gonna let you touch just because I'm, I'm not touching this with the 10-foot pole. I, I said this to you you and Suma and Alex earlier. This is one of those games where no matter what you do, you feel so fucking stupid after you're done <laughs> with it. Like, you either say, my God, Andy, did you not watch these two teams last week? In what world would you bet on Miami when it's New England 28-0 early in the second quarter? And then on the other hand, you know, if you get you get the other situation, you say, in what world, Andy, would you not want a three-touchdown lead against a spread when the game kicks off? Because it is so many points. And if I had to lean one way or the other, I would take Miami in the points. But, boy, howdy, you couldn't uh, – I wouldn't bet it with your money. That saying, you are betting it with your money. Sell me this pen.
1: Oh Well, <laughs> this is uh... – I mean, this is the worst line that I've seen in the NFL, and longer than I can remember. Like, it's off by a touchdown. I don't know any other way to put it. Like, it's you, you, there's just there's no way that we exist in a world where two teams in the NFL are twenty two points apart from each other on a neutral field. Like, and then on top of that, this is you know, there's familiarity here between these two teams. Miami got embarrassed last week. I think that the, that the reports of the mutiny in the locker room are greatly exaggerated. I think there are one or two vets, you know, specifically uh, in the receiving core who would like to find, you know, competitive homes this season. Um, but I don't think widespread this is a team that has quit. Uh, I think they're going to come out and they're going to give New England their best shot. And we've never seen Tom Brady look particularly comfortable in Miami. We know the visitors have a disadvantage in that stadium in the heat. Uh, And we know Brian Flores uh, has a familiarity with uh, what the Patriots like to do on offense. Um, On top of that, Bill Belichick tends to take it easy on the assistants who move on, who he is fine with them moving on, right? Like when he blesses you and you go on and take a job, you know, he tends to kind of give you a, you know, a little bit of a, a soft landing there, a la losing to Mike Vrabel last year, a la losing to Matt Patricia last year. I mean, like there are countless examples here where he takes his foot off the gas a little That's bit. True. Going I on was
0: thinking about that Lions assistants. games.
1: Um, and, you know, and, and to be honest with you, like – you know I, I don't know that the dolphins are alive for an upset here because they don't do much well um, you know but i could see a scenario where this is oh, no you know, shit. <laughs> i could see a scenario where this is a close game it's decided in the balance late by you know patriots going on some drive or the patriots defense coming up with a key stop so i think this is going to be uh, a, a, you know more on the competitive side here uh, you know you add into the uh, into the equation the antonio brown monumental distraction this week for the pats <laughs> Um, and I think uh, I think you got the makings for uh, you know one of the uh, you know one of the least one of the one of the least um, mathematically defensible lines that you've seen in the NFL in probably ten years.
0: that And that's where I'm stuck. That's where I'm stuck. It's the NFL. This isn't other sports. Like the power numbers are the power numbers, and they're usually pretty good. But a couple things stick out before we move on. It just – all I can think of is Gonzaga in, <laughs> yeah, my, okay. in my modeling. Yeah, okay. yeah. My yeah. modeling. Like, my model did very well in college basketball, but it had to be teams that were semi-competitive with each other. It did not sit well with Gonzaga. It did not sit well with Nevada. It didn't work with the <laughs> Buffalo Bulls. Like yeah. teams that were in mid majors that were just clearly so much better, it, and the teams that were way, way, way worse, like the Chicago States. The teams that were on the farthest ends of the distribution, yeah. it'd just be like, oh, you should, you should always take the dog. What are you nuts? Or you should always bet against Gonzaga. Yeah, every single time. And the, this just feels like a team hasn't sold out this badly and tanked quite this hardly, hardly. ever maybe (laughs) and this team is maybe the lowest power rank team i've ever seen i still just i I just get scared about backing them and then sure and then also the i can't think of the other point i was going to make yeah Uh, i mean just just i mean just just either way it's just it's just so scary
1: are you gonna you you don't even but i i bless you I, i hope i hope for posterity's sake, you're not even going to throw uh, a. You're not even going to throw a ten spot on the Miami money line, one hundred bucks, just to say you were part of the uh, part of the biggest upset in modern memory.
0: Oh, the the joke I was making with people today was to put them in a sweetheart teaser. and <laughs> thir add thirteen to that. Once it gets up to twenty one, yeah. you got Miami plus thirty four. Like People think oh, yeah. well, what, is it college ball or what do you got? College there? ball,
1: yeah, seriously, <laughs> for real, man. Um, okay, well, the NFL is too competitive for uh, for there to be this big a disparity, and um, yeah, I mean, this 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 Dolphins team um, was seven point dogs at home to the Ravens last week, uh, and result aside. Like that wasn't that line wasn't off by like you know there, there's not that much space between the Patriots and the Ravens like they're both good teams there's not ten points difference you know and and there's certainly not you know if you adjust that line up and you say oh a fair line in that game should have been about Ravens minus ten uh, then there's still there's still not a seven point difference between the uh, the Patriots and the Ravens so you know this is completely out of control this line and uh, I you know I I was prepared to take the Dolphins in this spot you know, all freaking off season. And just because they looked utterly putrid in week one, I don't think is good enough reason to change my mind. So I'm, I'm on them. And I sold down, I sold down to 17. Uh, I don't care if it's at 18 and a half or 19 or 20 or 21. Like I, I, I'll take a plus money shot on this uh, at, uh, at plus 17 uh, and look for a competitive effort out of this crew.
0: Well, good luck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You want to set up this next one?
0: Oh, I think it's yours. I oh, set it's up my turn.
1: Okay. Uh, Dallas. Dallas-Washington. Dallas, this one is tough. And I got spooked a little bit by a couple of things here. Um, And I'm wondering if the Redskins are better than we think. Um, They certainly put it all out there on the field against the Eagles last week. Uh, You know, they were in that game. They obviously, they had to hold on for dear were life they? in that second half and back to it. Uh, they backdoored uh, at the very end, tail end there, thanks to some uh, little, little dubious, uh, little dubious refereeing. But that's fine; no one noticed that. Um, Washington now home opener, hosting the Cowboys, heated rivalry, weird results. When you look at last year's game and the game one in D.C., uh, huge upset because of poor coaching on the Cowboys. Uh, and game two on Thanksgiving, Cowboys just utterly unloaded on this team and looked like the offense we saw week one versus the Giants. I don't really have a feel of how this one goes. I think the Cowboys are absolutely for real. I think what Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott have this season is worth watching very closely as it matures, as they get even better. Um, the connection between, you know, Prescott and Gallup was awesome. Um, we didn't even see them have to use. Cooper, who is recovering still from a foot injury. We didn't even see them have to use Zeke Elliott, who they just inked to a $100 million deal, who's a little bit out of game shape. Like, they had all everything they needed to move at will. Um, And you can blame that on the soft Giants' D, or you can give credit where credit is due, in my opinion, to an offense that is an absolute unit this season. Uh, And on the other side of the ball, their defense looked damn decent themselves. Now, coming into this game, you know, back in May, we expected this to be a pick And uh, even last week, um, we expected Dallas to be about four-and-a-half-point favorites. Instead, they opened them at minus six-and-a-half. So, clearly, the books were prepared for the Dallas hooting and hollering fans to come run into the window and back the Cowboys, and they put a little two-point surcharge on there. Uh, Unfortunately, the Sharps got there first, bet this thing down. Uh, two points. It's back now at Dallas minus four and a half. Uh, total is up two and a half points from 44 to 46 and a half. Um, I think both of those. You know, I think all of this makes sense, and I think this is an easy one to stay away from. Do you have a read on this game?
0: Yeah, stay away. Just stay <laughs> far away. I don't like the. I don't like the movement. I don't. And I don't know how I feel about Dallas yet. I want to see him play one more time. I really am not sure. If Dak Prescott can turn from, and granted, it's a new coordinator. If if this is what we're gonna see from Kellen Moore, and holy shit, like we're gonna be maybe we're gonna be backing Dallas all of a sudden. Maybe we're gonna have to like I said at the beginning of the pod, completely switch gears, change our mind, and get on the Dell or the Kellen Moore train. But uh, I. Really, 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 really don't like what I saw from the secondary from New York, and I don't know if we'll see the same thing. Granted, it's not like Washington was able to keep up with the Sean Jackson after a while there, but every time Dak threw the ball, it was like, man, me, me and you could make these throws. Like People are wide open, not only wide open, but wide open with a lot of, a lot of green in front of them. Like, they were just gobbling up yards in the passing game. The defensive secondary for New York looked freaking lost. Gallup was awesome and and even even Zeke Zeke uh, <laughs> establishing the run setting up that play action you know Oh yeah! So I want to see him. I want to see him play again. <laughs> no,
1: um, hang on, hang on, hang on. You know, if they come out, i sure people know you're making a joke
0: here because hey, what yeah, we're I'm talking, I'm being tongue in cheek,
1: right? What we're talking about is Kellen Moore splits in terms of play action attempts, in terms of passing on on long, uh, long uh, distance early downs. It was superlative. It was across the league. It was one of the best offensive games that we saw called all all, all week last week.
0: Yeah, exactly. Not 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 only across the league, but across the just the Dallas Cowboys comparison to last year. Sure. Like you had these you had these same weapons last year, and we did not take advantage of things by doing some of the things Kellen Moore was calling. I wanna see if it was, you know, more than a one week wonder, more than a flash in the pan. This is what great, we're gonna be doing against the Giants. Great point. I want to see a little more. And yeah, it's it's a stay away. I'm completely skipping uh I don't even have a. I don't even have a fantasy lock in that one.
1: <laughs> Stay away. <clears throat> okay. Um, all right. Well, oh, uh, do you want to do you want to set up this uh, another? Jackson, There's a lot of Houston, divisional. Yeah. A lot
0: of divisional games. A lot that You are right. I was just noticing the same thing. Um, yeah, Nick Foles. This is so Jackson. Jacksonville, Houston. Nick Foles got hurt. Deshaun Watson probably should have gotten hurt. I'm not, I don't want him to. I'm just saying Like they still aren't protecting him. Laramie Tunsil, they made the big move. They got a nice tackle. He looked a little bit know, lost out there at times. Some of it, and we've talked about this in some of the preseason pods, a lot of the offensive line effectiveness is just some continuity and playing together. So hopefully for Deshaun's sake, we we see Tunsil improve because he's – He's not the way he – like, how he looked, that's not the player he can be. That was, like I, – I think I found, I found some stats on that on PFF. I think it was his worst game ever. And, I mean, he just – he got <laughs> traded. He got thrown into a new system. It, so, yeah, it, it, that is tough. He surrendered he, – he's never surrendered two sacks like that before. He surrendered two sacks that were on him. And then, also, Watson is one of the worst quarterbacks, too, as far as, like, quarterback – uh, sacks that are quarterback's fault. It is hard being a lineman for him. So it's a bad combination having a bad line all those years and having him back there. That said, Minshew season. I'm excited for this one. Uh, I don't think he looked terrible. I, it wasn't like garbage time. You know, they weren't like three, four scores down the whole time. They were, you know, they were nipping at the lead. And granted, you know, Kansas City's defense, not, not great. But he still, he was making passes. He didn't look like nervous at all like the the power of the mustache there he you know, the <laughs> throat of the, i mean the the throat of westbrook i mean he was he hit rolling out of hit the mustache that.
1: was real yeah
0: the power of the mustache he 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 didn't look bad like i'm i'm bought on he, bought in on him being i mean decent like he can he can play it's not like that super giant downgrade i thought he looked i thought it looked pretty good it's, it's a, a tougher defense. But then at the same time, is it? They look toothless. yeah Do you agree? Watt merciless. They look toothless. Watt didn't make the stat sheet Houston merciless. Might have a bottom uh, I didn't defense. hear anything about Clowney. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now Clowney got a bruised shoulder. Um, no, they, I, yeah. they were toothless. I think Houston, I, honestly, after watching the second half of that Saints game, and granted a lot of it was poor adjustments at halftime, to go away from what was working in the first half and play a little bit more yeah, prevent no sh- to try to retain the lead, um, almost blow that fucking cover. Uh, that was brutally, brutal, brutally tough to watch. Um, and you know, but my takeaway was this is a bottom five unit. They couldn't really tackle. They couldn't make the stops to keep uh, the Saints from you know from getting the game winning field goal at the end. There, like that, the Houston defense is is not not good. Which yeah, makes it me was, wonder. Which makes me wonder. It was itchy. What the hell is going on with this line? What the fuck is going on? The look ahead last week was Houston minus three. They opened it Houston minus eight and a half. What happened week one that wants a five and a half point adjustment in this game? It's been bet up another point. Like, my I'm looking like crazy like... Like the kid gif with you know the little kid gif looking like what is going on here? I, I what is going on here? What happened that has warranted this adjustment? Because we know Nick Foles ain't worth five and a half or six and a half points, uh, you know. And and honestly, like I you kind know, mean, even 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 at I mean three I think that's
0: half, where the even move at three and a half and four
1: and a half here I would be considering the Jaguars. The Jaguars are going to score on this team. The Jaguars are going to be in this game. The Jaguars pass rush is going to get after Watson and make his day miserable. Like this is going to be a very competitive game. I do not understand in any way, shape, or form uh, why this spread is so high. Um, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't help myself. I ran to the window and got uh, some Jags ticket on this one. And you know, I'm. I'm. I'm legitimately. I mean, I'm counting on Gardner Minshew not turning into a pumpkin. Uh, you know, I'd like to see him show out the way he did in the, uh, you know, in the opportunities he had against that Chiefs, you know, in the Chiefs game. Um, and I'm expecting a better showing from the Jags' defense here than uh, than what we saw against the Chiefs. Um, this sets up as a real, you know, as
0: a coin flip. Well, that's a much stiffer test, obviously. Much stiffer test. Yeah. Like you said, yeah, the, the, the Chiefs' offense is... You know, this same offense but on steroids. Not, I'm not accusing them of taking steroids. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I am. I don't know. Allegedly. But yeah, I'm this is one of those. It's I mean it's at eight and a half, it's at nine. And this is one where I should be licking my chops to tease Houston down. I backed Houston last week. They got it done for us. They got it done for us on the scope play. Second half play. But I am I'm in the same boat. I've been him and hawing and kind of watching the numbers. Because there's a what? there's there's a plus ten even popping, a juicy plus ten. What I think people are just what? oh we got we gotta bet against a rookie. It's yeah, getting it's a bet bed, down. Day. Day. I mean it sounded
1: the great, but the total's coming down too. Like they're the literally total, like, yeah, that's like, the like, thing. The total's
0: coming down and the spread is still up. Like they like that. i so that I'm, I'm that, exactly in agreement with you.
1: Yeah, what is going on? The Houston defense they were so inept tackling. Um, I think that if the Jaguars roll out a relatively conservative offensive approach in the first half here, and they just kind of force Leonard Fournette down their throats, are they stopping them? Are they tackling them? The tackling was so bad when they got to the second level. So bad. It was so bad. I mean, granted, Kamara is a generational talent, uh, but it it didn't change the fact that they – could not take him down, and you know the short passing game worked wonders against them. Like this defense is, it, you know, can be scored upon. Yet all the market moves are going opposite what I would have expected. So, you know, maybe this is one where I, you know, get negative CLV and I just take a loss here because I'm missing something fundamental about. That's why Gardner I haven't bet it yet. Issue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for all I know, he's got, uh, you know, he's got oh, some sort of. You know, some sort of debilitating Steamies. weakness that Houston knows about and I don't. Um, but you know, I, honestly, like I think Minshew's going to be pretty competitive, and I think the Jags are a better team than we saw Week One. Uh, I, yeah, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. Jags were three and a half point dogs at home to the Chiefs. They'll probably make. One Why job. are they? Yeah, this is this is this one is this one is a bizarre one. Bizarre. Do not get.
0: What'd you get for a number?
1: Uh. Eight and
0: a half plus one or four. Yeah. I'm I don't think get a better I, that. I think I, it's, I, going probably, yeah, way. it's
1: going the wrong way. Yeah. No, I, but I don't really, I don't like, I would still say I would honestly, I would still advocate for plus eight and a half at whatever the best price you can possibly. No, I'm, I'm happy with that. There, yeah. There's
0: not a big difference between between seven and a half and nine and a half. Like, those aren't super key numbers. No, no, no. Get no. what you can take, but I'm going to wait a little while on this. and I'll probably end up grabbing some of this tomorrow. Oh, that leads us to
1: a trap that time. I walked into. We'll see Steel if it's a trap or if it's real. Um, this I one is, is, you think this is a trap? You think I made a bad player?
0: Yeah. Yep. Okay.
1: okay. Um, Pittsburgh coming off of a total embarrassment. They were the sacrificial lambs uh, to the New England Patriots on banner night. Um, We thankfully had a nice make-up play on that second half under, which was pretty much no doubt. Um, But this Steelers team looked distracted. They looked disjointed. They looked uh, uncomfortable. Um, They did not ever really look competitive in that game. And I'm expecting a much, much more healthy and significant effort out of this unit at home home opener against the Seahawks team that is um, I think one of the most overrated teams in the in the NFL. Um, the Seahawks, uh the Seahawks somehow beat the Bengals. You break down that box score, you break down what happened in that game and can somehow explain to yeah. me two things. How they the Bengals lost. didn't win and how the over didn't hit. Like I, I honestly, like that was like you look at how that game went and everything I've seen, like that should have been. Bengals win outright, and that game goes over. Yet here we sit, and um, Seattle is 1-0 heading to Pittsburgh. I don't like at all the wrinkles that Brian Schottenheimer has introduced to this offense. Rather than opening up the passing game and challenging Wilson to throw it on early downs, they are still doing their damnedest to establish the run mixed in with more passes to the running back. Uh, which we know to be a minus EV play, and it showed up in that Bengals game. They made the Bengals defense look good, I thought, and I thought a lot of that was on the back of you know, pretty poor scheme and sequencing and play calling on the part of the Seahawks. So I think the Seahawks are in a little bit of trouble here. I think if they roll out that weak-ass game plan in the first half here, the Steelers are going to eat them alive. I think the Seahawks' defense looked poor. I think the Steelers are going to have – you know, a nice kind, you know, flip the script a little bit with what happened to them in game one. I think they're going to take a healthy lead into halftime. And I think they're going to put this game away. I thought the Seahawks, I thought the Seahawks O-line, uh, took a step backwards. I thought the, uh, um, the only player of note who made any impact at all on the field on defense was Jadavian Clowney. And you have a pretty strong side, uh, of your offensive line to deal with his strength. Uh, and, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger made some poor decisions in that game as far as where he, how he was distributing the ball and where he was throwing. I think you're going to see uh, a totally different look against a, a secondary that can be passed on. So this is this is a look for me for Pittsburgh to bounce back and, and show us that they really are contenders in the AFC. And if they let me down here, because, um, again, you know, like if we come out of this game and the Seahawks somehow get a win or a cover, um, I think I'm probably – just I don't know that I'm upgrading the Seahawks. I think I'm like permanently downgrading the, the Steelers. Um, so this is kind of like their last chance in my mind to really show that—not the last chance, obviously—but this is like you know kind of a, a milestone, really early season milestone for them to, to show out and to look good and to kick ass, um, as opposed to uh, what we saw on opening night. A
0: lot of narrative-driven stuff there. I'm a little disappointed. Well, I not do really. I do believe that the the defense the defensive thing I get it no I'm but telling I you I downgraded Seattle, say I downgraded Seattle Zach fans. Taylor no yeah. Zach Taylor's a better coach Zach Taylor's already a better coach
1: than Tomlin
0: play calling wise the the, the play calling Cincinnati came out with is better and will be better than what what Pittsburgh rolls out this week. Like they they were calling plus EV plays. They made they made aggressive play calls. You're not going to see that out of Pittsburgh. I I want no part of this game. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Like Pittsburgh can and should be all over this defense, but I don't trust Tomlin and the play calling to to make it look anything like Cincinnati did. And um, I don't know. That, like I just want no part of this. i I'm just. <clears throat> I'm disgusted. Like, in, in what world does a team go – and granted, yes, New England has a better defense than Seattle. But, I mean, they just looked lost. They looked lost. The field goal was hilarious. Like, that that team, I guess bounce back week. I don't know. I, I can't get behind this team right now. I got to see them actually do it before I put money on them, not only beating but covering a line like this yeah i I want zero part of this game. I'll just watch it and determine if Tomlin is maybe for, if he loses it if he loses this game they I don't know they don't really coach fire coaches mid season.
1: but they ought to yeah
0: no but I, they know, ought like, to.
1: I, I think I agree with you on this. um oh, man, I wish they could take this one back kind of
0: <laughs> I mean but, I mean devil's advocate of what I yeah devil's advocate of what I just said like Seattle Seattle shouldn't have won. Seattle didn't look great. Um, Chris Carson fumbled. DK Metcalf is fast, but that's about it. Uh, yeah, Clowney, Clowney, I think he'll continue to acclimate himself. But I mean, Seattle's play calling was a little iffy, and the defense was semi porous. If you're calling the right place, so I don't want any part of it. But uh, good luck. Take your tums, as Mill would say.
1: Take. Hey. Your tums, okay.
0: Take your tums. Um,
1: were you itching, just were you itching in the pre? Were you etching in the preseason to fade to Pittsburgh? You thought they were coming down, right? Or were you? Or, I mean, I or, thought they were
0: coming down, but I thought I thought the offense would still have some bite. That was that was goofy. And granted, I did read like Ben Roethlisberger took twenty snaps in the preseason. Maybe that can make you a little hopeful. He has a little uh, shook some of the rust off. He looked. Better on the late drives, but then again, they were garbage drives. So it's hard he to was, put a lot of stock yeah. into there. His deep ball was his deep ball was atrocious. It was bad. It was anything really, over really really if bad, you take out those right. last that's true. If you take out those last two drives, he completed just two of 12 passes that were targeted over 10 yards. Anything that was even that's not deep that's 10 yards. Anything 10 yards oh, or over was just, the accuracy was rough. But like I said, he didn't play much in the preseason. If he shakes the rust off, I guess I am hopeful for this offense further down the road. I'm just wanting to see it first. And you know what? We're off to Youngstown. Youngstown, Ohio. Okay. Where the, where the 49ers are hanging out. Because they're smarter than the average bear. And they decided not to take the long trip from, where were they? Florida? Tampa. Tampa, Tampa. They didn't Tampa, want to go all the way Pete. from Tampa. Tampa, St. Pete. They decided not to go all the way up to Northern California and then back to Ohio. They're at the, I'm supposing they're at the campus of the Youngstown, what is it, Penguins? Or penguins, God knows sure. what? Bull well, is that right? We'll have to look that up. Anyway, smart move not not giving themselves a a big disadvantage on traveling. That whole game, I didn't know what to make of that. Like you were on that game, you probably watched it more than me. I'll maybe let you talk more about that. Uh, Garoppolo, still tentative, little little sketchy. The pass rush wasn't there. Uh, Buckner and Ford, I didn't think they did a lot. Uh, Nick Bosa, I guess he had a couple pressures. Yeah, he's I wasn't. Up. I wasn't like super jazzed. I, I I wasn't super jazzed about anything the Niners did, and like I just said about the Bengals, I was pretty pumped about how they used John Ross. Yeah, John Ross was a stud. Uh, Joe Mixon. I need an injury update. I didn't check on that.
1: He was limited uh, in, or missed yeah, today. Is, one of the
0: two. He he did. Yeah, I told you he missed practice. I guess I did say that today. Uh, this is this is not a game I really want to get involved in. I have just so many questions. It's just like how how – yeah, it was the market move too. And it was like I said about the the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have to see the offense do it before I bet on them. And Cincinnati, I have to see the offense do it twice before I can trust someone who's never really coached or – as a you know a play calling head coach, I gotta see I gotta see Taylor do it again. And this isn't uh, this isn't the toughest test home against uh, a middling team. If this offense clicks again, my God, we're talking we're talking wild card all of a sudden, which is wild. Your thoughts, yeah. Mister Whale?
1: Oh man. Um, well, this is one that I bet into not knowing the news about San Francisco going to um Youngstown. <laughs> we talked about this on the podcast. Um, this was the of the of the games where you had back to back travel. This is the one in the preseason that I secretly like had double circled in highlighter. Like, ooh, that's the one. Right, like San Francisco so goes. San Francisco goes across the country to play in Tampa in the Heat. Week one, they're gonna sweat it out in a gutty pick them kind of game. Uh, they go back to they go back to San Francisco and then they get back on that plane and they fly back east and they play early. I was like, this is the one. Uh, they uh, but they got ahead of me um, and they decided to stay east. And I guess my th- general thought. Or at least, and this is, you know, granted, this could be entirely magical thinking. Um, And I've been trying to test this theory out with people who know and see what they think. Um, But uh, I kind of want to say, hey, taking yourself out of rhythm, out of the kind of out of the norm after the first week of the season may not be the best idea. Yeah, you may have saved on, you know, the wear and tear of flights, but you're still traveling. You're still staying in a dorm. You're still basically acting like it's, you know, extended preseason training camp here. You don't have all of your, you know, awesome badass medical facilities that you have in your new stadium in Santa Clara. Like you're, you know, you're at Youngstown getting trained up. You know, Nick Bosa is a little banged up. We know like he's, you know, he's getting therapy and, and treatment, uh, you know, with the, uh, you know, with a ragtag crew in a, in a makeshift facility. Like this is uh, maybe not exactly the way you wanted to approach uh, your early season kind of getting your team the most prepared for this game. Um, and, you know, it's it's potential to be a little bit of a distraction too being on the road this early after getting a, a hard-fought win in week one. So, you know, this is, again, potentially magical thinking on my part, but I still feel like that we're not going to see San Francisco's best uh, in this game, and uh, you know, I'm I'm bought in on what the Bengals are doing. I was high on them heading into that Seattle game. I thought they were going to keep it competitive. I think they should have won, uh, and I think they get a win here. I think they, uh, I think Zach Taylor and company are calling a brilliant offense. I love that they have weapons emerging to, and and you know, like they kind of shook the stink off of them in terms of you know we i say the stink they sh- they shook the the whiff of they might be frisky this year off in the preseason because they had a bunch of offensive linemen get hurt retire they lost AJ Green and it's he like retired. wow if they don't have if they don't have those guys like man like this team might suck and so people kind of you know backed off thinking that they really were going to be potentially competitive but uh, they're clearly running a plus ev offense they're clearly you know, they, it's early in the season. Um, we don't have a read, really, on how Andy Dalton... You know, what his limitations in this offense are. And San Francisco is not really familiar with him again. So, it's kind of this a lot of the same script that I liked last week when I backed, you know, Cincinnati on the road. I think uh, makes them, you know, again, a, a nice look here at home. And the look ahead, obviously, you know... The, obviously, I'm buying at the absolute top of the market here, right? Like, this is this is there's no value in this line at all uh we expected to see san francisco open up as two and a half point favorites on the look ahead they actually open up as one and a half point favorites it's been bet across zero and i actually ended up selling out to uh cincinnati um two and a half at uh plus one of three so i'm expecting uh cincinnati to pick up a win here um you know, I, I'm. I know there are limitations on this squad, um, but uh, Jimmy G is several weeks away. I think from being a fully effective quarterback, and if Cincinnati can get a lead here, put a little pressure on this team, then I think you're going to see. Uh, you're going to see. The true Jimmy G and what he's capable of right now, which I don't think is 100 percent of the playbook. So this is a this is a spot to look for uh, for Cincinnati to you know to build a little momentum and to kind of prove that they ought to have been upgraded. I upgraded them uh, for sure in my numbers. I'm you know I have I have given oh, for them sure. a bump, um, and I think uh, I think the rest of the universe will too after they pick up this win on Sunday against uh, against the Road Niners. Don't feel great about it though, to be honest. Yeah. Me. Don't feel great no, about it. No, and I
0: I mean it was a huge freaking reach. Everything you said about like the oh, they stay in the dorms, like that was such a reach. Like that was horrible. Like you're really okay. trying to convince yourself. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I still I but I still what about but the no, treatment but I still agree with stuff like that. I st- like after, I st- after Oh after yeah, they yeah, they don't have you're right. Part, these teams like, these teams don't have any money, right? Yeah, they can't afford doctors. It's going to be a problem. Yo, I, listen, to, listen to Whale here. There's no doctors in Ohio. Hey, Amen. shitting on a whole state. No, I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time because I, I do want
1: to – The wanna, Golden State Warriors dragged Kevin Durant no, across don't even the country. Let me finish across my fucking – Across the country. Don't, don't – no, stop talking basketball. Stop it. Basketball. Sh- stop okay, okay. All right, stop it. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I was trying to give you a compliment and you went to basketball. Nobody wants to go to basketball. <laughs> um now no, I lost my train of thought. You,
1: you no, you're your saying it was a reach. You, well. you're, um, you're saying it was a reach that uh, that they no, it was are a it was of, a huge reach, there. but I okay.
0: st- I okay. still agree. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's it's like some huge it's you're right, it's still a road game. It's not like it's not like they got to go home and sleep at night. Like you are right, but You know, I I don't think you should be too worried about, like, oh, they they flew to Youngstown. It's not not worth a point. I mean, do do you think it's really worth that much to the line? No. Like, I still agree. I really liked what we saw from the Cincinnati offense. I still think Garoppolo's a little tentative. It's going to take more time to – that knee's going to take more time between his ears than it is between his, you know, femur and his leg bones there. Honestly, yeah, it's fine. The, it's it's, yeah. it's in its head right now. It's so. in its
1: head. Sure, I agree with you. Uh, no, for for me, it was much more about like I didn't slap this the minus one and a half sigma on these guys and project the score this week because they didn't do the travel back. Oh and no, forth. And that
0: is a bad and feeling. If,
1: and if but if they had not getting the I, I would feel great about this spot. Like I would just be glowing. I would be like favorite spot on the card. All these things going in favor. Like the fact that I don't have that is annoying. <laughs> I think is really what it boils down to so anyway no, i little, like a, it little, i'm, little I'm not like i said Margin's i'm just a little, a little more Margin's a little thinner
0: yeah i'm a little more risk averse on some of this stuff there's two you. trains of thought real quick you can be of, the guy who's, who's yeah you can left. be the guy who's more risk averse sure yeah you, you can be a guy who's risk averse yeah but you can also at the same time it's it's like look before you leap but he who hesitates is lost you also got to be able to take advantage of value while it's still there. And I think you're, you're more of that guy. It's like, I'm going to hit Cincinnati before people get it. Before yeah, right. the numbers get it. Before the books get it. Before the market gets it. Yeah. Like, there are two trains of thought. And I think we, we, we approach it a little differently. Which Take to Green Bay.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, boy. This one is... Okay, we have to qualify this a little bit. On the podcast on Sunday, this is the one we most wanted to talk about because it's the most exciting game of the day. Uh, at least for those of us who have you know, interest in who eventually wins the NFC North. Um, And we were kind of talking up, hey, you know, maybe uh, Minnesota Mining Line, that plus number might be pretty tasty. Uh, And since then, I've watched more of the Green Bay game. I've watched more of the Minnesota game. And I have completely, completely mailed in my enthusiasm for Minnesota on this one. And I will be watching this one as an interested party, not as an invested party. Um, Minnesota heads to Green Bay, where they traditionally have played Green Bay very well. Uh, The defense of Minnesota looks absolutely primed. They were unbelievably good against the Minnesota Vikings in week one. I mean, against the, um, the Atlanta Falcons at home in week one. And it is reasonable to expect that they are still figuring things out on offense in Green Bay. And they should have the answers to keep this game in check. That said, we do not know what to expect from this Minnesota Vikings offense. And that is, I think, the important point to jump off here and try to handicap this game. Number one, Andy, are you going to take a position or are you kind of information gathering on this? And number two, do you expect to see more diversity in terms of more passing, more um, kind of different looks in the offense here just because they're going to have to? I mean, they didn't have to against Atlanta. Are you expect. What are we expecting out of this Minnesota offense and do we think it will work?
0: I still lean Minnesota. I'm um, I'm the same boat as you. Row the boat. The, the Vikings love boat. I'd like to start with an anecdote about the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> staff, <though. laughs> God, I can't. Believe. Yeah, I've heard that story a hundred times. Duty fucking. I like it, but anyway, because the,
1: the Vi- they dragged him across country. Anyway, good.
0: The Vikings defense looked great. I don't know enough about the offense yet. I think I'm at. I'm at a spot where I don't have the information I need to be getting into this market. The Vikings defense was electric. I bet And spoiler alert. I took a position where I'm expecting Atlanta's offense to be much better later on. Yes. I think playing this defense was a big big problem for Matt Ryan. He wasn't great when he was under pressure. They pressured him a lot. Uh, I mean, just the Vikings, I, I haven't decided if they're a stupid freaking running team or if they started running the ball and they're like, well, uh, why should I stop this? If I'm, you know, ripping off seven to eight, 10 yeah, yards, if you're not going to
1: stop it. Like watch, those outside, those else?
0: outside runs like, yeah. Okay. Why, why am I going to stop doing this and start throwing deep? If you're just going to give this to us all day because they move down the field with the, the running and the short stuff. They didn't need a whole lot of out of Kirk Cousins. When you build a lead like that, it's really hard to grade a team, honestly, on both sides, because Atlanta got in such a hole with the turnovers and just giving up, uh, giving up the run like that. I I had a, a lot of trouble like determining a, a lot of things about the Atlanta defense because they were in just you know the Vikings were shut it down mode early in the second half. It was a goofy game. I did. Uh, I did love the Fox score it was hilarious it was 28-12 the quarterback who won the game had 98 yards quarterback who lost had 300 some it's
1: running, I wasn't impressed you're with the me running, back
0: <laughs> running backs running backs suddenly matter in the NFL wow it was uh, <laughs> it was nice it was it was nice to see the Vikings to win. The locals were very happy on the, on the other side. I don't know much about the, the Packers defense. I'm actually starting to like talk myself into an under here. The Vikings yeah. defense was electric. The Packers defense, maybe, I don't know. It could have been some Trubisky influence there too, but I wasn't, uh, I wasn't thinking the rusts. The rust was completely took off for Rodgers quite yet either. Like he doesn't no, play like a it. whole lot in the preseason. So uh, this, uh, I this I've just moved this to a stay away game. Yeah, I I really think we need to learn some more about the Packers offense and the Vikings offense. I think I think we know both defenses are pretty decent. I agree Vikings with you on everything. You very you good said. Defense.
1: Yep, totally agreed on everything. So, you just stay said. away. We we saw the total get bet down from forty six to forty four. That looks like a very sharp move. If you bet into f- under forty six, congratulations, you made a phenomenal bet. Um, high leg, yeah. we had that. Yeah, you know, they, they're the 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 concern for the Vikings being able to put up points in this game is their offensive line still has problems. They were still getting relatively, uh, you no, know, not, not really trying very hard, and getting with a with a poor defensive line. They were still getting pressure on Kirk Cousins in, in the handful of pass attempts he had. Uh, Green Bay should be able to replicate that on the other side of the ball. Uh, I thought uh, Green Bay's offensive line took an enormous step back this season from what we expected. They looked bad uh, against the bears and granted the bears have an all world front seven also. Um, but uh, entirely reasonable to expect that this is, you know, a very low scoring, um, you know, team with the ball last kind of wins. And, um, you know, for those of us, yeah, I respect Vikings, the under move. Yeah. yeah. For those of us holding, uh, holding some uh, Vikings future hopes, then uh, we're looking for uh Vikings have the ball last, I guess, right?
0: Yes, that would that would be helpful.
1: Um, okay. You want to set up uh, set up this next game?
0: Who the surprise? I mean, this was for the division lead, is it not? Yes, it, absolutely it is.
1: One hundred percent is.
0: Well, yeah, I guess the char- Chargers Chargers could be there too. But yeah, Oakland kind of a surprise. I teased them last week. I just thought. Too many points right in the teaser zone. They end up winning outright. I think that's what happened last year with the teaser. I think I had two teams went outright on a dog teaser. But, uh, yeah, they're, sorry, Denver. There might be a new seller dweller in the AFC West. Like, oh, Clint looked pretty good. Obviously, I don't, I'm don't. i not even going to talk about Kansas City. Kansas City's offense is going to do what Kansas City's offense does. Sammy Watkins was great. Everybody was great. Uh, Terry Kill injured. But I mean they seem to just have more pieces. It doesn't matter. I guess I want to concentrate more on uh, on Oakland with Tyrell Williams Would he have 105 and a touchdown, it looks like. Yeah. He was incredible. He was incredible. Josh Josh Jacobs looked good. Uh, he was also very uh, you know, running good. Running backs don't matter, but he looked great and then yeah, the tight end. It's uh it's Waller season Waller. apparently.
1: So Waller season.
0: Uh, yeah, I I think Oakland's gonna score some damn points here. Like uh, I haven't looked too much at this market because I guess I didn't really get into this until I started doing some prep today. It's been bet up a little, but I mean this could be one of those 42-35 games. This might be alt alt over season because Oakland Oakland doesn't seem to be too worried about slinging the ball. God, Derek Carr was twenty-two of twenty-six yeah that was yeah. a way better defense. He made some good throws. His average step of the target was way better than you know last year. Yeah. God damn it. I think we're in I think we're in all total season.
1: Mm. Um I think we're in Raiders shock the world season. This is uh this is my favorite side on the card. And it's not something that I think if you had told me two weeks ago you're going to say this on a podcast, I would have said, Shut up. No way. Like, there's no way I'm back in the day. No way. Like, get out of here. But uh, I don't think I'm overreacting to what we saw with Oakland. I thought that the, um, you know, that the improvements and the investments they made in the offensive line completely changed Carr's complexion in terms of how he ran that offense. Um, I agree 100% with you in terms of he number one getting the ball out fast uh, and not letting them you know create pressure and number two um, you know when he did have time he went deep and they made, made made him pay it was really impressive performance from start to finish I thought from the Oakland offense and um, I think you're going to see more of the same here against the Chiefs who oh by the way are on the second of back to backs and played in Florida last week um so they do not have the luxury of flying to their destination and avoiding the long travel they went from kansas city to jacksonville and now from kansas city to oakland uh this is a going to be a warm it's going to be warm in oakland it's going to be some sun There going to be some fatigue, and oh by the way, Kansas City will be without your difference-making wide receiver in Tyreek Hill. Oh by the way, Kansas City is dealing with an ankle injury with their All Universe quarterback, Pat Mahomes. I think people are kind of looking at the box score from that Jags game, seeing they scored forty points against Jacksonville, and assume all is well. Same old, same old. KC scores forty, but I think um, you know, I think that there are enough. Enough new pieces on this defense for Oakland, and enough limitations with the uh, the you know the the impacts of travel and uh, and rest here that uh, you're going to see a really even game. Uh, I took plus seven and a half in this one. Um, I am laying. I am taking a price of minus one four to have the points in this one, uh, and I th- honestly think that you could see Oakland start two and zero. Whoever would have thunk it? This has all of the potential to be the narrative story on, you know, heading into week three. Can you believe it? Oakland Raiders 2-0. No, everyone wrote this team off. And John Gruden and Hard Knocks and blah, blah, Antonio Brown and blah, blah, blah. Like this, is, this has the, the whiff of that. To me and i'm not saying that that is a factor in my handicap at all i'm specifically you know i'm applying my um you know my z score adjustment here to kansas city i'm expecting them to have a very tough time they're going to have a tough go of it specifically in the second half the way i handicapped this game uh and i think uh the oakland raiders um are going to make some people take notice and I don't know if the schedule will afford them to continue to be in the discussion, in the conversation as a contender um, because they're about to go to schedule hell. Um, but uh, this is a, this is a spot where they, they get, they get one spot of schedule heaven and this is the one. And uh, I think they make it work. I think they make it count.
0: I like what you're saying. I'm just scared about opposing that offense. Like, they scored 40 against, I still think Jacksonville has a good defense. Like, they, they scored 40 against a good defense. Like, it might be a case where, like, good for you, you got a lot of points out of uh, out of Oakland, and they still don't cover. Here's
1: sure, I'm just play, I'm a little tentative.
0: I mean, a I mean, I more towards the over.
1: Let's play a quick game. Let's pretend you are waiting to bet play a quick Oakland's game. plus 7.5. You're ready to bet it, but you just want one more piece of information. And I am and that information is how many points are is Oakland gonna score? Right? And then you'll feel comfortable with plus seven and a half in your pocket. Right? So basically, how many points do you need out of Oakland to feel good about this? Twenty-four? Twenty eight? Twenty seven? Twenty one? Like what's the number where Oakland Oakland 31. gets to blank? 31? You need to be at you need to be at 31 points before you feel comfortable with seven and a half points.
0: Okay wow. I mean it's the Chiefs. I you know where I you know where I'd be much more comfortable backing? Their team total is gonna to be like twenty-three. Team total twenty-three feels way better because it's you know what that does? That takes the that takes the Kansas City offense out of the equation. We just need them to keep change. In fact, the Kansas City offense will help with that because yeah, Kansas true. City scores, Oakland has to keep slinging the ball. I'd way much rather back this team total than take the points. Because, I mean, you might if 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 have if Oakland double dip. Double dip. If Oakland stays close, that's going to keep them slinging. I mean, every time Oakland will get if, – if your game theory works out here, Oakland keeps it close, that's going to keep Kansas City throwing the ball late. And uh, that's just not good for anything, except an over. Alt-overs. Yeah, let's go Oakland team total, alt-overs, and yeah.
1: 23 will be the number, will we see? I might, I might
0: be. Yeah, it's about, as I was doing the math while you are talking. I, I think 23 is about where we're going to go at. I can get behind that. Four wow. scores against that defense? Sure. Do,
1: doable. Absolutely Doable. So. I've been hard on Tom Cable. I got to give him a little next? credit. I got well, to, before we move off real quick, we've been hard forever on Tom Cable because he's done a poor job for many, many years coaching in the NFL. But uh, he actually looks like he has some life in this unit. This offensive line looks like a little frisky. Um, okay. Uh, do you want to, I, am, I, am I up? Am I setting this up? I think I am, right? Um, New, New Orleans.
0: New Orleans. Saints. New Orleans. Oh, they, they played recently.
1: Welcome to Los Angeles welcome to a rematch for the stolen valor stolen glory you guys were one correctly called pass interference penalty away from a super bowl opportunity um and here's your chance to get some revenge um i guess i'm gonna i'm gonna start by padding the universe of Uh, commentary and handicapping on the back. I have not heard a lot of I'm backing the Saints because of the revenge angle this week. Uh, I feel like we're growing up. Uh, That's good. Um, And uh, I haven't heard a lot of the refs. The fix is going to be in for the Saints uh, because of the refs in this NFC Championship game. That's good. Uh, I feel like, you know, I feel like we're making strides, kind of getting through to people and the way they they decide on handicaps here Um, because neither of those should be a factor. Um, what should be a factor is Drew Brees still looks extremely limited. The Saints were very lucky to get a win on Monday night at home in their home opener. They played from behind for a majority of that game. When they finally got the lead, they could not put it away and keep the Texans from coming back and taking the lead 28-27 before prevent defense gave them the window they needed to get just enough yards to give Lutz, Lutz just enough bowls. What's his name? Anyway, give Lowell's just enough uh, uh, distance he could kick a 58-yard game-winning field goal as time expired. It was a impressive win for the Saints. Not so great for those of us who have positions on saint Alt's unders, but win total unders, but that's a different story for a different day. A lot of, a lot of games left. Um, they head out to L.A. to play a Rams team who also looked pretty underwhelming, I felt like, against Carolina. Yes, they scored 30-something points. Yes, they got a win but they left a lot on the field. They were missed field goals. They were miscues. They were dropped interceptions. Jared Goff did not look sharp. Uh, he does not look comfortable behind the offense, the new offensive line. There are some issues for sure with Todd Gurley's health and usage. Um, there is the, you know, the, the Rams that we saw play against the Panthers while they did the standard Rams thing of running, you know, plus EV sequencing, plus EV play calling. Uh, it was still... Um, a battle to get that win against a Panthers team that I thought um, was a little, you know, was a little underwhelming, also. Uh, so, you know, it's this, this, this is a, a tough one to call in terms of uh, who's going to come away with a win. Um, I got involved in this one on an underplay. Um, I feel like the under is in play for a number of reasons, and I'll explain why in a second. But Andy, will you first give me a sense of who you think comes away with a victory here? One of these two teams will be 2-0 and will be kind of considered among the elite in the NFC after this game. Who's it going to be? I think Andy might be muted or gone.
0: Oh, Oh shit! I was yeah, I was just talking there. I was <laughs> talking into the microphone. Oh man, I gave away some really good tips though too. That's my bad. Uh, I think it's a perfect line. It's a perfect line. These teams are pretty pretty even. So what is it like three to the home team? That's minus
1: two and a half right now. You can get a minus two and a half. If yeah. You want it. Should we be talking? Should we be talking about that? Uh,
0: I don't. I don't. I don't want to get involved in this one. I'm pretty out on this one. I don't I don't know if I love your under either. I think that line's just about where it needs to be. This is one where I looked at and I'm like, yeah, those both feel right. I need to see maybe the Saints, the Saints didn't play a very good defense. As much as I hate to say that about Houston. Like this is probably a step up on defense. This is on the road. And I mean Jared Goff too. Like, Jared Goff looked a little sketchy. He missed a bunch of targets that were wide open. I don't know. He he was bad under pressure. I guess we'll have to see, like, if the Saints can get pressure on Goff, they probably go win this. Otherwise, yeah, no you know, no desire to get involved in this one at all. Mm. So
1: my case for the under you tell is me what uh, under. number one is familiarity. Um, we are, what, a couple of games removed from these two teams preparing for the NFC title game against each other. I think not a lot has changed in terms of team makeup, in terms of strategy, in terms of offensive approach, in terms of offensive scheme. So there's really not going to be a ton of surprises and wrinkles that either of these teams is going to roll out and introduce and catch the other team by surprise, which I think lends itself a little bit more to a chess match type of game than a fireworks, explosions, let's put up some points, it's boat race. Um, I see a, a very clear, and you know, and maybe I'm falling into the common trap that a lot of the, um, I could be falling into a common trap that a lot of the uh, kind of analysts out there in the world fall into when they try to handicap, which is there is a way to limit this Saints offense. There's a way. And it is basically dare Drew Brees to beat you with the deep ball right now. He's not going to be able to do it. And I am giving Wade Phillips the credit he deserves in that he knows that and that the tape is there from the first half of that uh, Texans-Saints game. Uh, And, you know, I think I was impressed as hell by the Aaron Donald and Fowler combo. Those two are are nice compliments on the D-line for the uh, Rams. Uh, And I see some weaknesses on the Saints offensive line. I think Drew Brees is going to have a long day. I think this two could two sacks. I think this could be tough. Fowler was probably... I would say Fowler was in the top three most impressive defensive players I saw play in week one. Um, he was amazing. Um, and yeah, I would expect that the Rams defense is going to give Breeze and company a really tough time. They can play you know, they can play off, you know, well off the line of scrimmage. They, they just played a quarterback who couldn't throw the ball deep. They learned some valuable lessons and now they get to apply them in a forward sense against the saints team. I think they're going to make it for a long day here. And I think, you know, just the fact that there's familiarity, the fact that we have, um, you know, it, the conditions are going to be hot. It's going to be hot in LA. It is gonna be hot on that field. Coliseum gets to be about hundred degrees on the field when it's a sunny day in LA. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think you're going to see, uh, you know, some wear and some some fatigue on these teams. Short week for the Saints. On top of all of this, I would lean uh, lean Rams at minus two and a half. I think they get the win here. Um, not enough of an edge to play it, but uh, um, this is uh, this is an underlook that I'm pretty fired up about. And I bet under 52 at uh, plus 105. So hopefully, it's like a uh, like you know 21-20 kind of game, 23-20. That's that's I think where this lands. And um, you know, this is it's the like, I agree. With, I agree with you. It's an even matched game. It's very evenly matched, um, so should be fun. Let's. Uh, you want to talk about this next guy? Set him up, and then uh, we'll, and then we'll bring it home.
0: Slide on up. Yeah, this one. Slide on up to the Mile High City.
1: Very, very, very tough handicap. Very yeah, tough.
0: this one is. I was really curious to what they'd open this total to. Uh, I didn't. I thought it might have been lower. I was hoping for higher. It opened 40 and a half, it sat, it's still sitting, no movement.
1: No one, no one wants any piece think, of it. I yeah,
0: think no, nobody wants any part of that. I, I think uh, yeah, it was a really ugly game from the Bears. It was a little while ago, you know, we we're talking about the Thursday night game. And then this is one of those where you have a team that played Thursday night, they have extra rest. You have a team that played Monday night, they have less rest. Golden this is spot. like an Golden auto
1: situational
0: like spot. Golden. Absolute, absolute auto bet that I just cannot pull the trigger on. Like there, there's no chance. I don't know. Maybe I think you. I, I guess I didn't even look at your card close enough. I, mean, I did look at your card. I just can't re- memorize 14 plays. So <laughs> it it, it what, what did you say? It opened around a pick. Chicago took money, and I get it. Like Chicago's going to take money because of the rest situation, but. Traveling up to the mountains early in the season, the way Trubisky looked, like we've only seen Green Bay play one game. Maybe Green Bay's defense is that good. Maybe Trubisky just hasn't got any better, maybe even regressed. Like, I can't, I can't do it. The bet here is Chicago or nothing, and it's just got to be nothing. If there's an early touchdown, if there's like a, you know, if someone scores in the first drive, I think I could be talking to a live under right away or a live first half under. But otherwise, just complete sit out. Um, and then I mean, just like I said, Trubisky looked bad. Denver's strengths like Miller and Chubb didn't have any sacks. Nothing. It barely got any pleasure. It was it was a weird deal. Uh, I think the highlight of Chicago's season so far is probably Allen Robinson. Like he looked great. Uh, what 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 would you say Denver's highlight was?
1: Oh, my Courtland God. Sutton. Um, Courtland Sutton had a nice
0: game. Yeah. They had receivers do nice in losing efforts.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't even tell you, man. Flacco looked so off. He has no place being a starting quarterback in this league, and yet he's going to probably get like 10 or 12 starts this year. Um, it's really something. Um, Denver was a huge disappointment in their effort from wire to wire. Um, the pressure thing I don't get. Uh, And actually, you know what, there's, it's always that, that first, that first, um, I mean, you know, that, that first Monday night we had that doubleheader, and the second game always has a little bit of a wonky result to it, right? You you can remember a bunch of them. If you go back and you just look and you're like, Whoa, that happened that year. Whoa. That happened. Like
0: Vikings Niners.
1: It's Vikings Niners is the classic uh, example that I think you can find a lot of those, um, and I, I, my guess isn't going to be that we are wowed that Oakland won. I think we're going to come around to Oakland might be you know, kind of a middle of the road or maybe even a little better if they didn't have such a hellacious schedule uh, kind of team. I think the surprise is going to be, wow, can you believe how poorly that Denver defense looked um, in week one? Because I think as we go through, I still believe that a Fangio defense with these weapons is going to be gnarly. This the reason that this is a complete stay away for me, though, is this this is literally just like choose your own adventure narrative. Right. Like you can pretty (laughs) much pick. You can can pretty much pick.
0: I cheated on (laughs) those.
1: You can pretty much pick whatever you want. Right. Like if you want to bet the rest angle, you back the Bears. If you want to bet uh, the uh, the um, coach against his former team, you can back the Broncos. If you want to bet the altitude angle early in the season, you can bet the Broncos. If you want to bet the, uh, um, you know, if you if you you can basically come up with, you know, pretty much any, um, you know, any reason to support a side here. Whichever one you choose, uh, I just happen to not choose either. I'm probably so. bet this game. <laughs> you think live though, right?
0: If it if it's if it stays. Anywhere near the current line, if it's if it's in a teaser zone, like in a low total game like this, very low totaled, forty-ish. If you can give me that two two and a half, I will tease Denver. Like oh, yeah. that's just I have to. Question two I, questions I can't for you. Not tease that line.
1: Two questions for you. Um, how long does this flat go? How long does the flat go, Reign end? I mean, how long does this go? How many games are you going to see him start?
0: Oh man, I I don't think I have. That's another one, right? I don't have enough info. I got to see him play another game. He he looks sketchy, but again,
1: he had no feel for uh, pressure. He the, had the no defense, feel. The, defense, the pressure yeah, he, was on he him. Did. He didn't get rid his, of it. He first ate, game, ate sacks. He ate sacks. He ate him. First um, game of the
0: new team. I don't want to give him a couple more weeks, but if it looks anything like that, it's going to be like week six or eight. It yeah. ain't going to be a full season of Flacco. How about, uh, My how piece, would, so, so how, what,
1: what did you think of the uh, bears offense? They, the run pass splits were telling they, they passed a ton. Um, basically all the bears fans that I heard from and, and talked to were like, why the hell didn't we run Montgomery more? Or that was our guy. We were going to, you know, we could have put some, you know, why did not we establish the run, right? Like there was, you know, what, and Oh, by the way, they kind of have a fatal flaw with Mr. Trubisky. He cannot throw to the left, apparently. Um, you know, is that, is there any, I mean, are these just two fatally flawed offenses um, that will lose games they should again, otherwise Again,
0: Probably. But again, I kind of covered that early as far as, uh, is the Green Bay defense that good or is Mitch Trubisky that bad? I need to see a little more about that. to to know a little more about this Paris offense. Because I did like some of the play calling, the play calling. It just, uh, it just wasn't working. Like he, he wasn't throwing. He wasn't throwing the one side of the field at all. His accuracy oh, see, wasn't great, is, and it's been so I long. Mean, I, I like so the play good. calling. I didn't like the execution.
1: Nagy made some mistakes, though, didn't he? I know, I remember game, us talking. We were like, God, he, Nagy, I know it was so long ago. This is freaking game one of the season for Christ's sakes." So long ago. Uh, what? Uh, well, Nagy was making mistakes. I swear he was. I swear there were some, you know, some moments in the game when I was like, "The hell's." they doing uh am i completely misremembering this oh well we'll have to dig into it i'll have to go look at my notes i need my simple handicap notebook so i can write this stuff down um <laughs> did you get yours yet i don't know if he sent you one i don't know if he sent me one i should no. ask um anyway uh let's uh le- let's uh, let's move to the nightcap here and uh um we'll, f- we'll do some fact finding and choose your own narrative for that denver game have good luck with that um rematch of uh last year's season opener speaking of season openers um last year's season opener was eagles hosting the falcons now we flip venues and the falcons will host the eagles in their home opener uh falcons team that woefully underperformed on offense against a very good vikings defense in week one a falcons team that I'm nervous, and very nervous about having any fight in them because Dan Quinn looked brutally unprepared for this season. He looked they they made countless mistakes tactically and game plan wise, I felt like and they have offensive line issues matt ryan has happy feet their defense they have a complete inability to coach up players on defense to even play at replacement level, let alone be competitive um this is a this is a really important game for the falcons to kind of show up and look the part of a quasi contender i think i think if they uh if they stink it out again I mean, it's time to tar- start talking about pulling the plug on the Dan Quinn era, um, and it's a shame that we never really saw anything better from Matt Ryan than the, you know a third quarter Super Bowl lead, um, because uh, in general I think he's a pretty good quarterback. Um, this is uh, you know the Eagles underwhelmed a little bit in Week One, Two, but they got their shit together in the second half uh, as double digit favorites taking a how how they were down like twenty to seven or twenty to. They were down 23 to sco- 23. Okay. They were down 17 points at halftime. Everyone with the survivor, oh, we pool, wrote that one off. Everyone with the survivor pool was clenching their butt. Like, I can't believe I'm getting eliminated week one with the, you know, the Eagles at home. Um, and you know, the fact that they were able to pull it together and be competitive in that second half and eventually get the win and almost get the cover, I think erased a lot of what was kind of a pretty rusty looking first half there. Um, I am expecting uh, a different type of look than the last time we've seen these two teams play. I'm expecting a higher pace game. I'm expecting these offenses to look pretty damn fast on that super fast indoor turf. Uh, and I think, um, you have enough flaws in each of these past defenses that we should see just an absolute aerial show here on both sides of the ball and uh i'm looking for over Jesus. 51 here i don't know who's honking that's really freaking you know, not cool to do during you know in a podcast well, it studio. is LA. <laughs> who honks in a podcast studio though uh,
0: i <laughs> am on you know i mean you, you know what i'm already on the same plan. yeah
1: right 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 I mean, falcons just re- real over, quick
0: we're yeah. gonna
1: go down two weeks in a row
0: falcons over 51 yeah no never you don't know. I don't know. I just I think the number should be a touch higher. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, electric. Yes. I mean, all the running backs for the Eagles had uh, they they really went hard committee. So it's not like somebody really stood out, but they all had a, a effective running. And then on on defense, I mean, they gave up 380 yards and three touchdowns to Case Keenum. I would think Atlanta can muster something. Close to that, yes. I, mean, I would think Atlanta. Atlanta can get to twenty-four point. Can they not? Yes. Uh, the only, the of only course. concerns. Atlanta's offensive line wasn't great. They had an injury there too. Lindstrom hurt his foot. I think he's done. The rookie didn't look good, but I mean, they just have too many weapons. And if the weapons in Washington can toast Philly like that for a half, Atlanta better be able to put up. 24, 28 points. At and I don't I don't think Atlanta's going to stop this offense at home. Yeah. You get, get Deshaun Jackson, start him every week, actually. He's <laughs> a season long. Get him in your best ball. It's too late for that. But yeah. Uh, Wince <laughs> looked better. Wince just looked rusty in the first half. He looked a lot better in the second half. I think Philly wins. I think Philly scores quite a few points. And I think I'm hoping for a track meet because I love this over right now and we'll be on it as yeah. a consensus. Lock of the week.
1: What did you think of Carson Wentz in uh, that game? Did you get to see him throw it all? Did you feel like he's got the goods?
0: Yeah, no, I watched it all. Oh, yeah. like uh, Those throws to Jackson were great. It's just They were it, great. It looked, he looked rusty. He looked rusty in the first half. The whole offense just kind of looked rusty. Once they kicked it into gear, I mean, that was it. If, if you do that for a full game, I mean, how many points are they going to put up? This could be a really fun offense if they can keep their shit together like that. Any fear that the
1: defensive line for the Eagles dictates uh, how many points the Falcons score?
0: Yeah, like I said, with those, the injury and some of the ineffectiveness in the Atlanta's offensive line, little worried about Matt Ryan under pressure, but I guess maybe we'll get some defensive touchdowns. 58 nothing, Eagles.
1: <laughs> I think we're looking more like 51-7, if that's the way it goes. Um, okay, well... I'm with you on this one over 51. It's a big fat number. It's a Sunday night football game. Um, I think we're going to see, uh, some fireworks particularly through the air. I don't think either defense is really capable of holding the other defense at bay. If they get a lead. Um, I don't think, uh, either deep. I don't really, have I mean, obviously like we said this exact thing about, and actually I like, we should have clipped like where we were wrong. Uh, I think I said about the over and the Minnesota Atlanta game. Like, I don't think that, you know, Atlanta has a def- decent run stopping unit. So they're not going to, you know, Minnesota's not going to be able to put the game away. Um, that turned out to be exactly wrong. A um, little bit concerned there that uh, Eagles, if they get a lead, will be able to play keep away a bit here. Um, but I don't think they're going to have a lead very often. I'm actually weirdly. I mean, I, I you know I'm sticking to my priors a little bit here on the Falcons. I didn't adjust them a ton. Um, I'm projecting them to get a win here. I'm looking at 28-27 Falcons. Um, do you think that they are live to get a win? Do you think they should be favored in this game?
0: Boy, I hadn't really thought too much about that because <laughs> if, if they lose, they, they go into so much. Yeah, which such is life. You can't win them all.
1: <laughs> okay, better question. Yeah. Oh, here you go. Here I, I is, had no interest oh, no, in this line. Excuse me. Let me completely rewrite my question. Apologies um, in every way. Should we be, if if the Eagles take a little money here, if the public continues to pour, you know, kick dirt on this Falcons team and we say, see this close at um, Eagles, Eagles, Minus one and a half. Are you teasing the Falcons out to uh, to seven and a half? And if so, who is the pair that you would tease with? Because I don't actually see necessarily an optimal teaser this week, which is weird.
0: No, I don't like. You. I just told you I'm teasing Denver, but I don't. I don't want this one with the higher total. I'm projecting it. It should be even higher. And with the you know the the deep threaded of Deshaun Jackson and Carson Wentz, I'm not in love with the, I'm not in love with teasing teasing Atlanta. Plus, I'm not sure if it gets there. Mm. I think this is going to sit around right around a the pick. There, there are books that are offering too right now. So I guess I missed right that you were today. teasing yeah, this Denver. One I'd love in a teaser.
1: I miss that you're teasing Denver. Who are you teasing Denver with?
0: Oh, I don't know. It Doesn't matter. Whoever whoever comes up.
1: Who do you think that's going to be? Detroit.
0: Oh, we gotta wait. We we don't we don't know yet. We'll figure it out. I gotta see if Denver closes in that zone first. I have no idea who we're choosing with. You know, Detroit. Worry about that when you find the other leg. Otherwise, you wipe it.
1: Detroit and Buffalo. We'll we'll figure it out later on. We've uh, the Jets are like two hours here. Okay. All right. Well, let's wrap it up then. Um, Good stuff. Good stuff all around. This was another fantastic podcast. Let's put a lot more plays in the books, a lot more plays. Um, And, you know, just in general, a little bit more confidence, I think Um, hopefully that doesn't turn into, you know, second losing weekend row, but um, you know, you gotta be prepared for this sort of stuff with a small sample size and all. Um, So with that, best luck this week. uh, I think, uh, yeah, card will go up tomorrow. Um, You can always, you know, we're going to still keep, you know, keep posting, plays on the bets Spurts app i'm going to start going back and doing some record keeping at the action network app and you know start uh record keeping for myself on my spreadsheet all of that will be up and, and running pretty soon here so you won't uh, have to kind of carefully read you know re-listen to this eight times to get the notes on what we're on and the card will be up um and with that, we'll talk to you on Thursday for a little halftime breakdown at uh, when it's like 20, 27 at half in that uh, in that Panthers Bucks game. And I'm crying into my uh, into my beer that the under is already dead.